0: Hello guys, welcome to our first episode of Fast Past, a podcast about non-traditional, less mainstream history that should be, but isn't always talked about. Since this is the first episode, I feel like we should introduce ourselves. My name is Megan, I have been a history buff my whole life, and I got a degree in honors history from my college. Uh, I've always been interested in history that did not always have to deal with the traditional narrative. I hated learning the same American history for 12 years straight, I liked deeper history older history not just the white savior narrative. So when Jason told me he wanted to start a podcast with me, this just kind of made sense since we both like untold rare history.
1: Yeah, and while I'm not a total nerd like Megan, I also enjoy history, mostly wars, conspiracies, like big tragedies and like ancient civilizations. So, we started this to tell people more about lesser told history, more controversial moments in history and looking at famous moments under a different light.
0: So, uh I didn't know that assassination was spelled assassination until we started writing this episode
1: another fun fact uh there is a jfk assassination video game which has a 3.4 out of 5 star rating according to google
0: oswald rates at five stars jeez <laughs> nothing says american fun like an assassination simulator
1: nothing says quality american fun like shooting up a another person
0: yeah don't say what you're gonna say yeah yeah <laughs> Okay, so we're starting off this podcast with a month of very interesting assassinations. The first one, if you couldn't tell by the title, is the assassination of JFK, which is super talked about and super controversial with a lot of conspiracies involved. But to get to the end, we have to start at the beginning first.
1: Yeah, he's dead.
0: According to the first book I opened when researching this topic, there talked about being 18 material witnesses in this case.
1: And surprise, surprise, they're also dead.
0: Super dead. Like they all died within three years of the murder of JFK and Oswald. Six died by gunfire, three in motor car accidents, two by suicide, one from a cut to the throat, one from a karate chop to the neck, three from heart attacks, and two from natural causes.
1: What gets me is that some asshole went out of his way to karate chop someone to death. Why?
0: Literally, he is Karate Kid.
1: Wax on, wax on.
0: <laughs> but like, 18 deaths in three years is super weird, especially all concerning this specific case. The London Times actually calculated the probability of this happening within the three year span. Want to guess that probability?
1: It's gotta be like one in a million. It
0: is one in 100,000 trillion.
1: Jeez. So there's a one in 100,000 trillion chance of this happening. But let's take it back to that morning. How did it happen?
0: All right, I'm gonna break it down for you and look at the timeline. So. It started like any normal day. JFK and his wife left Dallas on Air Force One at 11.20 a.m. on the 22nd of November, and it landed at 11.38 in Dallas. He goes outside to greet his people uh, for about 10 minutes, and then later at 11.46, uh, he gets into the timeline from what JFK.org calls the assassination timeline, and the motorcade leaves for Love Field at 11.52 a.m.
1: I love it. Assassination time. That's kind of groovy.
0: I mean not really since the president's head got blown off
1: i mean fair but nobody also talks about the bullet hitting governor connolly in the back
0: yeah but we're gonna focus on jfk instead fair so at 12 21 pm there's like an hour after he landed uh that the motorcade turned onto main street and then 11:27 pm uh it passed the adolphus hotel 150,000 people were out and about trying to see the president, which is a very cute family moment to have, except three minutes later, he was shot at 12.30 p.m. at Dallas's Dealey Plaza.
1: little messed up, but I appreciate that he went at 12.30, decided to pull the trigger.
0: Yeah, you I mean, if you're going to assassinate the president, you want to have it at a nice round number for the history books. Except two minutes later, Lee Harvey Oswald was stopped at the book depository, but they let him go and he left a minute later at 12.33 p.m.
1: So they found the guy. They stopped him, and then he just let him go, because he didn't seem sketchy enough.
0: Yep, pretty much, pretty much. Okay. Uh, At 1234, there was a wire service announcement of the murder, and then at 1240, CBS announced it as breaking news. All the while, the president is being rushed to the hospital, which he arrived to at 1236 p.m. Oswald, during this time, he went home, grabbed a pistol, waited for a bus to take him somewhere.
1: (laughs) So while Lee hops on the bus going wherever... They called in a Catholic priest to perform last rites on the now-pronounced dead John Fitzgerald Kennedy at 1 p.m.
0: Nice round numbers, 12.30, 1 p.m.? All right. At 1.03, the police take roll call on the workers for the book depository, and then at 1.12 p.m., they find the rifle shells on the sixth-floor window of the depository. And then literally three minutes later, another person is shot, (laughs) Officer Tippett, in a different section of Dallas, which is Oak Clift. It's crazy. One murder, another murder murder fest
1: because if we are going to jail for life for murdering the president anyways why not just shoot somebody else
0: exactly and at, at 1 50 p.m oswald was captured after a struggle in the texas theater in oak cliff then at about 2 p.m at the parkland hospital an employee finds what he deems a pristine bullet on a stretcher in the hallway which is assumed to be connected to the murder of the president
1: i don't even know what that means like pristine bullet did he keep it and polish it did he want to have it like a souvenir for the time someone shot kennedy that he just kept in his pocket that ended up falling out i i don't get it
0: i have no idea but this bullet is tied to this like magic bullet theory that it was one shot one kill one guy injured but looking back it makes no sense how they found a bullet on a stretcher in pristine condition and we're like yeah this probably murdered the president Hmm. i mean the whole magic bullet theory has been debunked by now but it's at the time it was like breaking news So at 2.20 p.m., Oswald was interrogated by the Dallas police.
1: And while Harvey is in police custody, about 18 minutes later, Lyndon B. Johnson is sworn in at 2.38 p.m.
0: Big day for Lyndon B.
1: I mean, yeah, it's a big day. He just went from being the right-hand man to the most powerful man in the world to being the most powerful man in the world. Hmm. In the span of a few hours, he has been thrust into the spotlight, doesn't know his lines, and his best friend, I'm assuming, just got shot right in front of him. That's some pretty scarring shit.
0: Or... It could be the beginning of a conspiracy. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, leaving that conspiracy to the side, an hour and a half later at 4 o'clock, Oswald's wife was interviewed by the police, and they searched her home as well. At 7.10 p.m., that night, Oswald is charged with the murder of Officer Tippett, not Kennedy yet. They have a press showing of him on midnight of the 23rd, to which this guy, Jack Reeby shows up to. He's important later. And then an hour and a half later, they also charge him with the murder of JFK at 1.30 a.m., All the pieces are falling together here now. They identified the guy as the owner of the gun. They found him in the depository at 4 a.m. They got their guy. And then on the 24th happens and, you know, that's just a shit show.
1: Yeah, it is. So the police take Oswaldo out to transfer him from the county jail, well, to the county jail from the police headquarters. And just who happens to be there? This random guy named Jack Ruby, who owned a local nightclub, who just ran up to Oswald on national television and shot him point blank. Oswald was taken to the hospital and Ruby was taken into custody.
0: Yeah. Ruby also, like, literally five minutes before he shot Oswald, sent a money transfer to Karen Bennett, which isn't sketchy or anything. No, no,
1: no. Of course not.
0: No, of course. So then the police rushed Oswald into surgery trying to save him because, like, (laughs) murder of the president and all. And he probably had some very important information, but it was reported at 12 p.m. that he was critically wounded and then he died at 1.07 p.m. on the 24th.
1: I mean, dying tends to happen when you get shot.
0: Yeah. So now that that is all taken care of, we have all the cold, hard facts. Let's look into this a little bit better. Now, the route that JFK took was not supposed to be his intended route. It changed the morning of the event. His first route wouldn't have gone near the book depository at all.
1: Yeah, and according to the route map of the drive, if the motorcade just stayed on Main Street like it was supposed to, Oswald never would have gotten the chance or any sort of angle to see or much less hit the president.
0: Yeah, it was changed the morning of uh, the route And the press knew of it the morning of, it seems. So the people of the book depository knew the morning of, not earlier. Which leads us to consider that maybe Oswald didn't kill him because he didn't know the change of route. I mean, does someone just carry a rifle and shells with him to work at all times?
1: Unless he was prepared. Like, was he planning this since before Friday? And I mean, he just raises too many questions. I mean, after the assassination, he had time to go home, grab a pistol, and then hop on a bus. I don't get it. It's crazy.
0: And I I just wanted to mention that before we get into the actual theories, because they're all crazy, I spent an entire three-hour class on this, and I was more confused than when I started out. But the most popular theory is the multiple gunmen theory, which is pretty self-explanatory, which means there was more than just Oswald who killed the president.
1: Which is where the grassy knoll theory came out in 1976. Because after Watergate, people grew more suspicious of the government and figured there might have been a second shooter. Two years later... Louis Stephen Witt was brought before the House Committee to investigate into the Umbrella Man theory. I'm done. Essentially, the theory said that the Umbrella Man, later identified as Mr. Witt, shot the president with a poisoned <clears throat> dart to immobilize him so that Oswald could shoot him. Because why would a man bring an umbrella out on a nice sunny day? But before the House Committee in 1978, Witt was surprised when people thought his umbrella was actually a weapon. He said he had brought the umbrella to heckle the president, not to murder him. He later said, quote, if the Guinness Book of World Records had a category for people doing the wrong thing at the wrong time in the wrong place, I would be number one in that position with not even a close run of rope.
0: I just find it interesting how they thought he had a poison dart in his umbrella. Like, that's a freaking weird theory to he put out there. He really
1: brought the umbrella to court to show that there's no way this thing could have been used as a weapon.
0: I feel like the the catastrophe, like, people were just, like, shooting out anything. Like I don't know. That's just, like, such a sci-fi just throw it (laughs) at the
1: wall see if it sticks kind of theories
0: (laughs) and there is another theory that it was an inside job this is my favorite theory by far and the one that i personally believe historically this was a very tense time the 60s although we remember it as peace love and rock and roll era it was anything but it was a rebellion against past norms it was a time where the younger generation stood up to the older generation protest music and protesting and kennedy embodied the youth's desire for change he wanted civil rights, and not everyone was behind him on this, especially in the South. So it always made sense to me that this could, in fact, be an inside job. Hmm. Uh, but basically, there's a theory here that if you look at a copy of the Zapruder film, Zapruder, Zapruder, Zep- the only yeah. film of Kennedy being shot, basically, yeah. uh, after there's a sign portion, Kennedy's holding his neck, and after he's shot for the first time, it looks like the driver pulls out a gun and shoots Kennedy in the back of the head. I mean, in the front of the head, which makes the back and to the left theory work. Mm, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I watched this several times. I had Jason watch it, and I... I mean, it looks like this guy pulled out a gun and shot him executioner style. And, And finally, back to the theory that this would all make sense, I'm just saying. And another theory about the inside job was that it was, getting back to it, Lyndon B. Johnson. Which, again, I feel like makes perfect sense. They said that he... Had Kennedy murdered so that he could take the presidency, and there's a whole book about it called *The Man Who Murdered Kennedy: uh, The Case Against LBJ*. Johnson and Kennedy did not have a whole lot in common. I mean, he claimed to be for civil rights, but he like really didn't care.
1: Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Honestly,
0: if, if you're a vice president, I feel like a little party always wants to be president.
1: I'm just one guy away from leading a country. Exactly. <laughs> so another fun theory was the mob theory. JFK's brother Robert Kennedy thought it was his fault several days after the assassination because of his connections to the mob. He had the belief that him going after the mob and after Castro was the reason his brother was killed, that perhaps this was retaliation. In an interview with New York police detective Ralph Salerno, he told ABC that after going through thousands of pages of electronic surveillance from organized crime bosses, he said, quote, we even came across a few sympathetic remarks about the president, end quote. And he ended up citing examples such as, Quote, they killed the wrong one. (laughs) They should have shot his brother. (laughs) That little SOB. Wow. He's the guy who's giving us a hard time.
0: So the mob just wanted Robert Kennedy deaded.
1: Yeah. They probably wouldn't kill JFK. They just want him dead. Just Rob.
0: (laughs) Mood, mood. Uh, On the topic of the mob, remember Jack Ruby that I said would be important later? Yeah. I mean, minus the murdering Oswald thing. Well, some people say that he had mob connections as well. First off, he told police that he killed Oswald because he was like super duper obsessed with the president and loved him a lot. And when he died, he went insane and just killed Oswald. That's his story. But since the Trump administration released a whole bunch of documents about the assassination, more stuff has come uncovered. Like a bit from document, bear with me, this is a long number, 32149267. This states that he was actually at the scene of the JFK assassination, not five blocks away like he claimed. He also asked someone that morning if they would like to, quote, watch the fireworks. Hmm. So they think that he knew about the assassination. They theorized that he was meant to be the fall guy and Oswald the hitman in a mafia murder. Uh, Ruby was in debt with the mob, and they think that killing Oswald was like the repayment of the debt. And when Ruby was interviewed in 1964, he kept saying that he was in danger, that he wanted to tell the truth, but they had to do it in a secure location, Mm. and the police were unable to offer protection so he's i mean he's dead now so we don't we'll never know
1: usually people pay the mob for protection and this man goes to the police for protection so that's what you get snitches get stitches pow pow bang bang he dead
0: (laughs) oh my god and i'm just gonna mention this one too although i think it holds absolutely no merit uh jackie kennedy ordered the murder of her husband i mean okay it was super known that both of them were having affairs with pretty much everyone in the white house uh but the secret service agent she runs to after his head is blown off they were fucking so, I think it's like, I don't know, I think it's a lot to be like, my husband's okay with me having sex with someone else, let's just murder him kind of thing.
1: Yeah, it's a bit out there.
0: Yeah, so I don't believe that one at all, but I figured I'd, I'd mention it.
1: Speaking of things being out there, <laughs> um, back in 2016, then presidential candidate Donald J. Trump called out Ted Cruz's dad.
0: Zodiac killer.
1: <laughs> There's a bit of a connection. So, he pointed out a picture in a magazine article of Rafael Cruz, Ted Cruz's dad, handing out pro-Castro leaflets with Oswald. Trump is later quoted saying, all I did is point out the fact that on the cover of the National Enquirer, there's a picture of him being Rafael Cruz and crazy Lee Harvey Oswald having breakfast, end quote. Now, that's extra. That's a lot. But it's also hilarious. Ted Cruz, the Zodiac Killer himself, and his dad, who helped in the assassination of JFK. Like father, like son.
0: Obviously, obviously, we've got to take Trump seriously on this one. Uh, (laughs) so let's get to the most popular theory and uh this is just one man which is lee harvey oswald there are a million theories attached to him but since there are so many theories that connected to his life we have to get to know the man who accused is accused of assassinating the president Mm -hmm. so uh much of lee's younger life is uneventful that changes when he joins the military. He's reported to basic training for the Marine Corps in 1956. He went to the Naval Air Technical Training in 1957. And then that brought him to be part of the Marine Air Control Squadron Number 1 in 1957 as well. He went to Japan with the military. And while in Japan, he shot himself with a Derring- Derringer, Derringer, Derringer. Uh, and was court-martialed.
1: I mean, what was this man thinking? Did he, did he mean to kill himself or did he shoot himself in the foot? I don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, I don't really think he did either. <laughs>
1: But the fact that he used a Derringer, which is like the smallest pistol I've ever seen, is kind of hilarious. You
0: know what they say about small pistols?
1: (laughs) Yeah, small hands.
0: (laughs) So he was released from active duty in 1959 and immediately sailed for Europe. He ended up in Moscow in October of 1959. And after a few days of reaching Moscow, he attempted suicide.
1: Again, great. Two for two. Sorry, zero for two. He's really bad at this.
0: Yep, yep. Uh, I guess he just hated his life. Um, Ten days later, he renounced his U.S. citizenship and went to Minsink minsk 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 all right like minsk garlic (laughs) um and was surveyed by the kgb from 1960 to 1962 in 1961 he wrote to the u.s embassy wanting to return to the u.s that man had some regrets
1: he has a lot of regrets
0: (laughs) yeah uh later that year he actually met and married his wife maria
1: marina Nikolaevna prusikova
0: there we go uh, he returned to Fort Worth in 1962, where he lived with Robert Oswald, his dad. All right, now it starts to get a bit strange. In 1963, he ordered a rifle from the American Rifleman and then takes a bunch of pictures with them in this, like, Hunter of fascist outfit. Interesting. Then he tried to assassinate General Walker on April 10th, 1963, leaving a detailed note for his wife on what to do if he got arrested. I wanted to add a quote from that in here, but it's all in Russian. And he gets arrested later that year for handing out fair play for Cuba leaflets and then moved to Dallas in September of 1963. He gets hired at the Book Depository a month before the assassination.
1: So he fails at killing himself twice. Yeah. So he's really bad at that. Yeah. And then he also sucks at killing other people. Yep. yep. I, I'm honestly starting to believe the second shooter theory because this guy is just really, really bad.
0: Yeah. Um, that's a lot to unpack, but there are some suspicious things that happened in his life that help everyone to come to the conclusion that he was the lone shooter. First, when he returned to Russia, he got a job at a coffee shop near the NASA facility. Now, if you've ever seen TV shows like The Americans, this makes one think of, like, KGB spy stuff. But then they moved to Fort Worth and they lost some luggage, which I don't think is inherently suspicious, but there's this website that's claiming that it is. Uh, conspiracy books also claim that oswald had top secret and even crypto security clearance which would have connected him with the intelligence agencies okay so the theories about oswald being involved uh involve him being turned while in russia that this was a job from the kgb or that he was asked by cuba since he was handing out those pro-communist pamphlets um and the man that he attempted to assassinate before was actually anti-communist but there are a few points of him having connections with the FBI, the CIA, and other intelligence agencies in the United States.
1: Who gave this man clearance? Why does he have so much clearance? He attempted to kill General Walker himself. He handed out pro-communist pamphlets and renounced his American citizenship and moved to Russia. But he's asked for forgiveness. He was court-martialed, not in any specific order, but seriously, why does he have so much clearance?
0: might be because he uh, is reported to have gotten gonorrhea when in Japan, but it was, quote, in the line of duty. So uh, people think that he fucked people in there for information.
1: And he has a magic dick.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so the American government loaned him about $500 to fly back to the U.S. from Russia. It was also revealed that Oswald was employed by the FBI since 1962 with a salary of $200 a month. Oswald was also an informant for the CIA, and his informant number was 110669. Another piece of information is that when he went back to his room to grab his pistol, a cop car passed outside, honked twice, and left. And then he left in a dark-colored jacket. Also, the bus he was getting on was going in the opposite direction of where Tippett was about to be killed, by a man in a light-colored jacket. Also, the pistol he was carrying had a damaged firing pin, preventing it from operating, meaning that he couldn't have killed Tippett with it, so, uh, I don't know. I don't really believe this guy killed uh, JFK.
1: Broken record here, but... This man should never be allowed to hold a gun. <laughs> I
0: don't know, but also the rifle used to kill JFK, which was first documented as a Mauser. Mauser. Mauser 7.65 was later changed to a
1: Mannlicher Carcano
0: 6.5. Yeah. Um, this did not have Oswald's prints on it at all when they found it. It was only after a strange visit to a funeral home where uh, Oswald's body was being held that the palm print was suddenly found on the rifle. The the funeral guy said that he saw ink on his hands. It was weird. Another, and the last one I'll mention, or this podcast will be an hour long, is that the prints were not found on the sixth floor of the book depository. His prints weren't. Malcolm Wallace's was. He was a convicted murderer who had killed John Kinsler in 1951, receiving no jail time for the murder, by the way. And he was having an affair with Yosepha Johnson, Leneby Johnson's sister. Boom, inside job conspiracy theory. Looking really possible.
1: And it seems that they got someone capable to do the job, too. Just looking at the information, it seems that Harvey only had his looks going for him because his aim sucked. His luck sucked. His loyalty sucked. His penis, magic. (laughs) But seriously, he had to have been the fallout guy. He was definitely a scapegoat for some government-sanctioned murder because that's just his luck.
0: Yeah, Uh, I actually have one more to um, talk about. On November 2nd, 1963, just 12 days before the JFK assassination, a plot to kill JFK was thwarted by an FBI informant who was tipped off about the plot, and the informant's name was Lee. Hmm. Also, I just think this is an interesting tidbit, but when the documents were released from the White House, there's a memo from J. Edgar Hoover, who was the uh, director of the FBI at the time, and he released a memo a few hours, hours, after the assassination, saying they had to convince the public that Oswald killed JFK. Now, if you remember, they didn't charge Oswald with the murder of JFK until 1.30 a.m., so it's really probable. I guess, along with whatever theories are about the government conspiracy I just unloaded, also comes the theory that Oswald was framed.
1: That's what it gets for turning his back on America. Oh, disgusting. Yeah.
0: So basically before researching all this stuff, I was pretty sure that there was a multiple gunman who just wanted the president killed, but I hadn't really settled on who was responsible for firing the shot that killed JFK. I guess if anything, I can 100% say the driver filed, fired the fatal shot, the footage does not lie, crystal clear, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, that's just my final thoughts on the whole thing.
1: My final verdict jfk got wrecked and ozzy was innocent of murder yeah because he doesn't know how to hold a gun but hey he had a magic dick and gonorrhea anyways thank you for joining us on this wonderful journey the rest is history and we hope you'll join us on the next one Bye bye